You can support this podcast on patreon.com forward slash firstpawmedia. Here's to the adventure-seeking dog mushers out there. The hundreds of you who stand on the runners dreaming and thinking about the northern lights. Of course, there is something else you can do if you've got something to say. Start a podcast with First Paw Media and harness your creative side. Maybe even earn enough money. Enough money to tell yourself, hey, I'm not just a dog musher. I'm a rover. I'm a wanderer. I'm a voyager. I'm an explorer. Visit firstpaw.media. Mush on over today. Radio Free Palmer 89.5 KVRF presents Mushing Radio, hosted by Robert Forto. Mushing Radio is about dog-powered sports, living in the Great White North, and mushing. Visit our website at mushingradio.com. Here is your host, Robert Forto. Hello and welcome everybody. This is Robert and I'm joined by my co-host Tony and tonight we are doing a race preview of the Eagle Cap Extreme. It is an Iditarod qualifier held in Eastern Oregon and this is a fun one. I hear a lot of talk about this on Facebook every year. It's only a 200 mile race but it looks like a really well ran race. Interestingly enough, Michelle, my wife and I drove through this area this summer on a road trip. And the first thing I told her is, my goodness, look at all these mountains, all these ups and downs in this area. And I said, you know, this is where they do the Eagle Cap Extreme. And I was looking on the information this morning about the elevation gains and uh, losses, so ups and downs, and there are a lot of them. I think something like 7,000 feet or something like that up and down in the same leg. It really is a big deal, and that's a struggle for a lot of mushers because if you live in an area that is relatively flat, it's really tough to get this hill-type training in. Tony, I know you're very familiar with an old race called the Tustamina 200. It was my first big-time race in Alaska when I moved up here in 2010. And a good friend of mine, Dave Shear, who has a place down there in Kasilov, he's a fisherman, I did a rod and Yukon Quest veteran and all that. And he says, hey, it's just a, a race with a few hills, ups and downs. And I said, okay. What a liar. <laughs> I know. And I said, oh, I said, no problem. And I tell you what, Tony, that first hundred miles to Homer, I know we're talking about Eagle Quest, but it, it's it's a, a good comparison. When I pulled into Homer, which is the halfway point of the Tustamina, my friend and neighbor, Vern Halter, says, hey, Robert, how you doing? And I said, that almost killed me. That was by far the <laughs> toughest mushing I'd ever done. And I've been doing mushing since 1994. I would bet... A lot of people say that same thing about the Eagle Quest Extreme, and it's called Extreme for that very reason. And interestingly enough, before I turn it over to Tony, this is called part of what they call the Rocky Mountain Triple Crown, which is a series of three races in the Pacific Northwest and Midwest of the United States and includes this Eagle Cap, the Idaho Sled Dog Challenge, and the Race to the Sky, which is in Montana. That's pretty much what I have on my plate, Tony. What do you know about the race, the mushers, 
the goings on, the gossip. What can you tell us? Well, I don't have much gossip. Um, I haven't seen a whole lot of action on social media meeting most of these mushers for me for the first time because this normally runs, uh, like we said in one of our other race uh, recaps, you know, normally we have another race in Alaska this weekend, and we don't. So I'm actually getting to pay attention to a race outside of Alaska for the first time in a while, other than the gunflint, I did try to, to keep up with it this year. So we do have six mushers in the 200-mile race. They also have a 100-mile race and then, I believe, a 31-mile race. But we're only really focusing on the 200-mile race being is that's how uh, that's the one that's the Iditarod qualifier. Um, six mushers, some of them, if you follow a lot of the races, some of them have run uh, the beer grease, uh, the race to the sky. So they're not unknown mushers. And we do have actually one Alaska musher in the mix. Um, so let me just go ahead and run down the list. They just published the bib numbers. So first one out of the gate is going to be Jed Stevenson of Nordic Wayfinding. And he is not a rookie to running dogs. Um, and let me pull him up real quick. I just had him. He's been um, running dogs for quite a while. Um, he's hoping to run the Yukon Quest in the Iditarod in the next two to three years. So this is probably one of his qualifying races. What I really enjoyed about learning about all of these different mushers is the race asked them for their most embarrassing mushing moment. Um, so I do encourage uh, our listeners to go over and check out their website. It's eaglecapextreme.com. Get to know these mushers a little bit more. Uh, Jed's most embarrassing moment was uh, running this race actually a few years ago. And uh, he did not realize that in one of the checkpoints, all of the teams were resting and he just flew right through. And so then he was in front and he said that was the most embarrassing. Uh, I, I think he's doing good if that's the most embarrassing he's ever done. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm just saying, I've heard worse. But I won't read everybody's bio, but I just thought, uh, you know, like I said, go over and check them out. Next one on the list uh, with, they start bib number 10. Now we've got bib number 11, Charmaine Morrison of Morrison Racing Kennel. She's another one that we've seen uh, at the Beer Grease, Bear Grease, Beer Grease, oh my gosh, Bear Grease. Uh, she's done several other races. She's also hoping to qualify for the Iditarod. Uh, she's uh, won the Eight Dog Roxy Mountain Triple Crown in 2020. So again, not someone who's new to the mushing scene, but possibly new to those that are listening tonight. And next up, we have Bryce Mumford of Cub River Kennel. His bio is actually really interesting and I do suggest people go and read it. I don't wanna read it all tonight. Give everybody something to do before the race starts tomorrow. Uh, then you've got for number, lucky number 13 is Rex Mumford. I don't think they're related. I, I can't see where they are related. Maybe they are, um, but it, uh, another musher who's been, all of these mushers are very well versed down in that area. 
Um, and they're all, I think they're all actually running to qualify for the Iditarod in the next two to three years. Then we've got our Alaskan and Josie, I don't know how to say her last name, Thier, Thier. Uh, she actually learned how to mush from Erin Burmeister. So she's got a good pedigree, um, a good little mentor in Erin, I'm sure. Her kennel is there and back again, sled dogs. And then rounding out our six-team roster is Clayton Perry of TSA Kennel. And I do want to pull that up real quick and tell you what the TSA stands for. Teton Snow Army. I don't know what that means necessarily, but it must mean something to him. Um, but I just thought that was interesting that it was TSA. And when I first read that, I thought, what a weird thing to name your kennel after the security line at the airport. But uh, apparently I was wrong about that. So that's our lineup. Like I said, it's short, but like you said, with all of the mountain elevation changes, that doesn't necessarily mean they're going to get done quickly. Yes, yes. A couple, a couple of notes there, uh, Tony. Uh, with the last musher you meant, mentioned, I don't have the per profiles up, but is it T-E-T-O-N? T-E-T-O-N, yes. So it must be something to do with the Grand Tetons, which is right there, Idaho, Montana, Wyoming area. So he must be from somewhere around Yellowstone is my guess. Uh, and that's where he got his yeah. kennel name from. Secondly, Charmaine Morrison, she is she was a guest on our show for longtime listeners. You will remember our uh, interview at the time. I think she had just finished running the Junior Iditarod. She came up for that race several years ago and ran that. So a little bit of Iditarod um, history there, I guess. If she ran Junior Iditarod, since it is a qualifier for that. And the last thing that I wanted to mention is, um, is the, the pool. You said that there was only six mushers and that's by far one of the smallest fields I've ever seen in an Iditarod qualifier. I am surprised that a race can put forth all that effort with volunteers and sponsors and the whole nine yards with just such a small field, what do you think? Because I don't think that that would happen in Alaska. Do you? You know, I'm not sure if it would, but the difference, I think, with the Eagle Cap is they do have three separate classes of dog races. Um, that helps. And then I also was looking before they updated the website with the latest, greatest information. They have a lot of withdrawals this year in both the 200 and the 100 class. <clears throat> So I think that also had uh, something to factor in, but this is kind of a carnival for this area. They have uh, kids stuff going on all weekend at race headquarters. They've got a party like atmosphere with different booths and stuff like that. So I think this is more of a, let's just get out kind of like your for rendezvous event there in Anchorage where, you know, whether or not there's going to be a whole lot of dog teams, we're still going to have a lot of fun. We're going to get out, play in the snow. Winter is on the back end, hopefully. So I think that also helps. They have some fantastic sponsors. And I think another reason why they're probably still going on is they are part of that Triple Crown. And so they definitely want to stick with 
with that program. Yeah, I think uh, I think it's going to be a good one, and I'm I'm anxious to to follow this one a little bit. This is the first time that we've really talked in depth about this race here on this show, and it's exciting to talk about uh, different ones and find out how they're different than what we normally cover. You know, mushing by far is not <clears throat> excuse me is not just an Alaskan sport, and everybody, of course, that is listening uh, knows that for sure. They're all nodding their head as I say that. So it happens all over the country, all over the world. And this is a really interesting area of the United States to have a sled dog race because you just don't think about mushing in Eastern Oregon. And I think that that's a pretty cool uh, badge of honor to have out that way. So Tony, before we close, do you have anything else? Any um, questions from our fans? Anything like that? much um i'm hoping that they will release they do have like i said the spot tracker for this weekend so definitely keep tuned to their website and their social media they're only on facebook eagle calf extreme is is their facebook handle um and so keep a look for when they post that link to follow the gps trackers I'll be interested just to, to follow this race. Like, like I said, I haven't had the chance to really pay attention because it's normally going on either during Custo or Willow 300 or back when the Testamina 200 was going. So I'm interested to see. I don't even have any predictions. I, I, love, I loved everybody's bio, so I don't even have like a favorite or – I'm not worried about jinxing anybody because I have no idea what to expect in this race. All right, Tony, you know, in true podcast fashion, we're supposed to do what they call a call to action at the end of our show. And a call to action for folks that don't know is to urge people to do something. And this morning I posted over on our Twitter feed at (laughs) First Paul Media that we needed a favor. We need to see if some of you guys will really step out and give us a review over on Apple Podcasts, number one, and whatever podcast player you use, whether it's Stitcher or Spotify or Amazon Music or whatever, do a quick favor and give us a review. It's super simple. You just pretty much go down to the bottom of the player, hit a leave a review, and tell us what you think in just a few words. Do you like us? Do you not like us? What should we change? What are we doing good? What can we do better? It really helps us out in our rankings, and rankings help in terms of getting us uh, at the top of the charts and for folks to be able to find us if they're searching for, say, Mushing Podcast, anything like that, that would really help. And the magic number at least I've been told, and I've been doing this game a long time. It will be going on 13 years here at the end of the month. The magic number is 40 reviews. And currently we only have eight, but that's not too bad since we just started this feed a couple of months ago when we separated from our main feed on DogWorks Radio. So we need about 32 uh, reviews in order to, for us to get to that magic number. So do us a favor, leave us that review. And Tony, if you will do me a favor, shoot out a, uh, a tweet, a Facebook post or something of the other and ask all of your rabid, ugly dog, mushing fanatics <laughs> to help us out and give us a review because we're coming up on Iditarod time 
And we are going to be going at this pretty hard and heavy with our daily coverage. I think we're getting a little bit used to the pace now that we've done, what, three or or four (laughs) shows in the last seven or eight days. So we're getting close, aren't we? We're getting there. We will be well-trained by Iditarod. Yes, we will. All right, guys, I appreciate all of you guys listening. We will be doing a recap of this race, I believe, on Sunday night. I have a a quick trip to Seattle Uh, starting tonight, but I will be back home to do that on Sunday evening. I promised Tony that we will do it after the San Francisco-Dallas game. So unless that's going on at 10 o'clock at night, we will be on at our normal broadcast time. Is that right? I think so. They are the last game on Sunday. Oh, it'll be over by 7.30 Alaska time. (laughs) That's, That's dinner time for us up here, so... All right, Tony, thank you very much, and we'll talk again soon, okay? All right, sounds good. All right, thank you, guys. We'll see you next time. From DogWorks Radio, this is Mushing Radio. We hope you enjoyed this episode, and we invite you to subscribe in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll find a link on the episode notes. You can tap or swipe on the episode cover art, and you'll see some offers from our sponsors. You can support our show by supporting them. If you like what you have heard, we would love it if you could give us a five-star rating and tell your friends how to subscribe, too. Your hosts are Alex Stein and Robert Forto. Our producer is Robert Forto, created for Dog Works Radio. 